Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 162, which we are recording on Wednesday, March 14th, 2018. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're here on a rainy day in Santa Cruz. Thank goodness for the rain. And we have a special guest star today. Popo the Kitty is sitting on the table next to me, which is... I think the first time this has ever happened in our recording history. Sometimes he's joined us this closely. Often he'll be in the room, but today he's decided to curl up on my son's hoodie on the laundry pile that's at the other end of the table. So welcome, (laughs) Popo. He has his little head tucked under his little paw, and it's just precious. Charlene has taken a picture (laughs) for the show notes so that you can see him. And Nani the bird is fairly quiet so far today, so she may or may not be contributing to the podcast but we have one shout out and then later in the episode we're going to do a little bit of reintroduction of ourselves because we realized that we haven't done that probably since episode number one we haven't yeah so little shout out hi Ophie, lucy bella ruby and lil j hope you're enjoying listening to the podcast with your mom just wanted to say a special hello and what are you wearing charlene I am wearing my Dragonflies jumper, which is a pattern by Hohi Locatelli. The pattern was released back in August of 2012, and I knit mine in November of 2012. So quite a few years ago, five years ago. Wow. And I'm still wearing this sweater regularly when it gets cold. This is one of my regular cold weather sweaters. And I almost wore mine today, so mine is still in active rotation, too. (laughs) That's pretty funny, when, because when I opened the door and Gail walked in, she said, oh, I almost wore my dragonflies, too. (laughs) Charlene and I are on the same wavelength lately. We always are. That was pretty funny. So how about you, Gail? What are you wearing? I am wearing my Viajante, which is a pattern by Martina Beam, which is a combination poncho, cowl, giant, dramatic knit. And I knit mine in August of 2014, so quite some time ago. And mine is knit in Miss Babs Kilimanjaro, which I think has been discontinued. I think it has been. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it has been. And it is a light fingering, and it's a very, I don't want to say loud colorway, but it is loud. It's a gray base color. It's called Prince, as in the artist Prince. Mm-hmm. And it has blue and purple mixed with the gray, all tonal. And it's very dramatic because it's a very large piece anyways. And then it has these really bright colors. And I don't wear it often enough. Every time I put it on, I think I really need to wear this more often. That's the way I feel about mine too, because it looks so cool. It's a piece that can be scrunched up around your neck, worn as a big cowl. And you can pull it down over your shoulders, or you can let it drape all the way down and have a almost to your knees kind of piece. It's very interesting and dramatic and can be worn a number of different ways. Yeah, and mine, I've considered knitting this again, because the way you do the increases, it makes the tail part of it really long. Charlene said, at your knees. Well, I think mine actually drags on the ground if I'm not careful. (laughs) So I would like to knit it again, but not as long so to do fewer increases so that the tail isn't quite as long and i think that would be even easier for me to wear but it's just a delightful piece to put on on a rainy day like today that isn't exactly cold but it's moist and damp so you're kind of chilly anyways so it's just a nice 
layer. I really like it. <laughs> and I needed a little bit of color because my outfit today is very black and gray. Oh, except for my unicorn rainbow socks. That I'm <laughs> so it's been a while since we did our regular stocking segment. What have you been stocking, been. Charlene? I'm stocking a couple of things, just like usual. So I am stocking a pattern by Hiroku Fukatsu, who is the designer of the Hitofude that so many of us have knit and loved, and I still love, I should add. This one is a lace weight cowl or scarf. She's listed it under both categories because the way she says that there's a way to wrap it around you fold the tube in half and wear it as a cow, or you can just wear it open as a scarf. And it's an interesting tubular shawlish cow is what she actually says in the description. Shawlish, <laughs> yes. An elongated tubular shawlish cow or scarf with frills. Fold the tube in half to wear it as a cow. And I just love an interesting construction, and I love a piece that can be worn multiple ways. This one, it's a, it's not a free pattern on Ravelry. I almost said it was because I think it was offered as a free promotion it was. for a little while. And there's Nani. Nani is saying hi after all. But you start, you knit one ruffle and then you weigh that ruffle and you reserve the equivalent amount of yarn for the ruffle at the other end of the piece. And then you go ahead and knit the tube. And when you get to the end of your yarn, then you use the reserved yarn for the ruffle and you knit the second ruffle. So it's very easy to change it up depending on how much yarn you have. And it's knit in a lace weight. So it's really light lace weight. And I ended up finding yarn for this in Gail's stash. <laughs> <laughs> We're true friends. We shop each other's stash. It's a great thing. Because it just happened to be yarn that she had had in her stash for a long time, left over from Lar. From Lar. Mm-hmm. And she hadn't used it for years and years. So I said, Would you like to sell that yarn? Because I've always loved that color. And of course, she just gave it to me. <laughs> no, I don't want to sell it to you. I'm going to give it to you because I want to see it get used. Yeah. So thank you very much, Gail. I haven't cast that one on yet, but I am looking forward to. The second thing I am stocking, and I can't remember if I mentioned this. I may have mentioned this in the episode when we talked about stitches. Hoo Hooey by Hohi Locatelli is a three-color shawl that she released back in December of 2015 as part of her authentic collection. And I've loved this shawl since then. It's been in and out of my queue. And I ended up seeing two samples of this one in the Dragonfly Fibers booth at Stitches. And of course that made it immediately go back into my queue. And I have put aside yarn for it now so I'm that much closer to knitting it because yeah. I've picked three colors that I really like two colors like in Hohi's sample are very light and there's not much contrast between them and then the third color like Hohi's sample has is darker and has more contrast so I really like that look it's a crescent shaped shawl and it's big it uses 1,000 to 1,200 yards, but it felt it felt good when I tried on the 
samples that I saw. It didn't feel overly large in a way that I always expect a 1,000 to 1,200-yard yeah. shawl to be. This one felt good. Maybe it was because of the shape. Who knows? Maybe the samples that I tried on were also knit at a tighter gauge. So I'm going to have to play around with that and see what gauge I'm getting. But I'm looking forward to knitting that one. And then the third thing is a pattern that I stumbled upon on Ravelry called Tiny Tassels by Karen Fernandez. And it is a pattern. It was published in or published by a shop called Loop London. And it's a retail store, but there's a link available from the pattern page on Ravelry. And the shawl itself is a basic two row repeating pattern, garter stitch. But what is cute and what makes the shawl different is the name, Tiny Tassels. There are teeny weeny baby tassels all along the edge of the shawl. And I think that the retail store sells kits. They have a picture on the pattern page that shows one skein of a main color and then four mini skeins of tassel yarn used for the tassels for the tiny tassels and i mean the tassels are all along the edge and they're teeny tiny and they're so cute it's just adorable it looks really fun and i want to make it i have to go through my scraps and pick out what colors I would use for the tassels and then once I have those picked I'll figure out a main color. I'll do tassels first to figure out what colors I have in partials or mini skeins that I can use but it's so cute. It's adorable. Have you looked at the pattern and the tutorial? No. There's a photo tutorial for the tassels. For how to make the tassels. Yeah I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not there you actually make them on the border of the shawl. So I was envisioning that you have to make all these little tassels and then attach them to the shawl. But no, you actually make them on the edge. That makes it so much much more doable. Yes. And it looked pretty simple because Charlene texted me this one as soon as she saw it. And of course, I think I texted back, squee, right away. (laughs) And I've been looking through my stash as well. So I think both of us will be knitting that one. It's just so stinking adorable. It's really adorable. And we did see a good number of shawls, shawl samples at Stitches that were sporting tassels. Mm-hmm. So and tassels, fringe. Yeah, tassels and fringe seem to be popular for whatever reason. And But these, just so cute. So, so cute. Yeah, it's really a precious little shawl. Yeah. So how about you? What are you stocking? I'm only stocking a couple things. First... When I got home from Stitches with my gigantic yarn haul, I had it all out on the table because I was photographing everything for my Ravelry stash. I'm very good about keeping... I didn't even put my yarn away until it was in Ravelry because I didn't want to blow it. So my husband, who is colorblind, as I've mentioned before... He sees all this yarn on the table and I've got these bright jewel tones and I have these pinks and I have all these beautiful colors. And he points to one skein and said... That's a really cool color. That's probably the coolest color of yarn I've ever seen you buy. And it was a burgundy color from Western Sky Knits, and her colorway name is Catherine. And it was on a merino silk blend plied base, fingering weight base. And I purchased one skein of that with a skein of 
the same base in a coppery color to do stripes because they look so striking together. And I was blown away that Mike loved the burgundy so much. He said, Mm -hmm. I can see that really well. I love it. Max has been wearing that color the last two or three years. He has a lot of that in his wardrobe. So he liked it too, but I expected him to like it. And Mike said, I really want you to knit me a sweater in that for my birthday. And of course I thought, oh no, not another birthday sweater already. Oh no. But he always wears his sweaters. And so I knew, I know going into it that he will wear it. So of course we had the discussion of what kind of sweater, what kind of yarn. And I said, you always like the yarns that have a silk base, silk in the base, because it has that luster and shine that he always likes that. So I've talked to Kim. She ordered some Polworth silk DK weight yarn because Mike and I determined that he doesn't get any more fingering weight sweaters because he's a little too rough on his clothes for that. And I'm stocking sweater patterns for him for his birthday. And it's kind of difficult because he can't look past the models when I show him pictures of sweaters. So it's kind of hard to get him to see past the model. So if the model kind of looks like Santa Claus or if the model kind of looks like, you know, some cosmopolitan dude or whatever, Mike's like, well, I don't want a sweater that's going to make me look like that. (laughs) Like it's not going to make you look like that. Get over so, the lifestyle of exactly. it. Exactly. I keep saying, you need don't to, look at the guy. Just you need look to at the crop sweater. out the guys and just enhance the sweater. I tried to figure out how to do that. I almost did it. I had the pictures in full screen view. Yeah. And I was thinking, okay, now, can I do full screen and then make it so that he can't see? Yeah. But it didn't work that way. Oh, so anyways, well. I'm stocking a few. And I'm not going to give names right now because we're still not that close to picking something. But he does want something that only has a couple buttons to close the front. So Mm -hmm. slightly overlapping fronts and probably a shawl collar and pockets, but I'm trying to figure out how to do some kind of fabric lined pockets because he's going to put keys in them and things like that. And they have to be able to withstand pretty hard use because he said, I want to be able to wear this everywhere, which I haven't achieved the sweater that he can wear everywhere yet. So hopefully this will be the one. So wish me luck. And the next thing I'm stocking is the Carbeth cardigan by Kate Davies. And if you follow Hot Right Now, you've probably seen it because it's been in Hot Right Now for a while. I was going to say, a lot of people have been making either the cardigan or the pullover version. Yeah, there There are two two versions. versions. Yep. And I prefer the cardigan. And it's a really cute cropped sweater. And it's knit bottom up. She specifically states on her pattern page in Ravelry that there are ways that you can increase the length if you prefer. But it's fun because you knit it from the bottom up and then it has a raglan type angle to where you knit the sleeves separately, you knit from the bottom up and then you join them all together. But it's a different angle of a raglan and then you stop and do the neck treatment and the neck treatment is knit and then folded over and seamed together. So it's a double thickness collar so it stands up really nicely and it's knit in her dk weight yarn but two strands held together so either two strands of dk or super or bulky i think was the other option yeah it's pretty large gauge if i recall correctly so it will knit up quickly it will knit up quickly but here's my dilemma so i have enough of a beautiful yarn and stash to hold Mm -hmm. dk weight to hold double to knit it 
One, I don't enjoy knitting bottom-up sweaters. Two, I really don't enjoy knitting bottom-up sweaters where you have to join the sleeves because it's really unpleasant to knit those first five rows after you join the sleeves. Everything's really tight and hard to maneuver, and I really don't enjoy that. But the sweater's really cute. But the next dilemma is, is it too warm for here? Mm. Would I wear it? Because that's pretty warm. A bulky weight sweater is pretty warm. So I almost bought the pattern yesterday, but then reality struck. I'm like, ah, (laughs) would you ever really be able to wear it? But it's a really cute, cute cardigan. And if you're in a climate where you would wear something that is that warm, check it out. It's super cute. And fun possibilities. Our friend Tammy from Candy Skein Yarn, she's knitting it with two different colors held double. So two of her different grays. And it looks really cool. I thought it looked really neat, the fabric that the combo was yielding. So, and I would not have thought of that, of two different could even do two different bases. It doesn't mm-hmm. even need to be the yeah. same yarn base. But yeah. so if you have some DK hanging out in your stash that could be combined, if you have enough yardage, of course, mm-hmm. there's some possibilities to play with there. So that's the Carbeth cardigan by Kate Davies. And that's all I'm stocking. Okay. What have you been knitting? In my hands right now, I have a second Jessica Jones cowl on the needles. I am using a merino silk blend in a very lovely and dark royal purple it's an older skein that is let's see it's dyed by somebody called stricken smitten and i was not familiar with this dyer and i went and looked it up and the website is not in existence anymore so i'm this person is not dying anymore it i think i've had it for a couple of years and I think it came to me from someone who had had it for a couple of years also so who knows how old it is but I was telling Gail before we started recording that when I first started knitting with this the purple was transferring to my hands quite a bit it hasn't today I'm sitting here looking at my hands (laughs) for signs of purple and I don't see any yet but it had it was, it was transferring a lot of color to my hands, so I was a little concerned, and I was telling Gail that I think after I get maybe an inch or so more of fabric on the needles, I might try washing it just to see how badly it bleeds, because if it bleeds a lot, I'm not sure I want to continue with it. It's hard when it's, like I said, yarn, unknown yarn, and you don't know, and yeah. you, well, yeah, you just don't know. So we'll see. As I look at my hands now, they look okay, but maybe, maybe different spots in the skein might be bleeding oh, more that's than others. True too. So who knows? But the pattern, Jessica Jones Cowl, is a pattern by Smine, available on Ravelry. I think Gail is. Gail has made one. Several people in our Ravelry group have chimed in that they've started making it because it's such a a pattern you don't have to think about as you knit because it's just a linen stitch. So it's very it's a good pattern for carrying around for knitting in a group. Although I have to say there were a good number of people that chimed in and said that they could not knit linen stitch they loathe linen linen stitch so yeah so it's one of those things everybody has different stitches that they like to do and i enjoyed it 
but it is a slow moving. It's slower. Pattern. Yeah. But I, I enjoy the fact that I don't have to count anything. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to keep track of the beginning of the round. I can just pick it up and put it down. So that's why I started another one. Also, the first one that I made that I made out of the Dragonfly Fibers Dharma. So delicious and lovely. <laughs> and I wear it all the time. And of course, I think that has a lot to do with the Dharma yarn, which is half yak, half silk. Perfectly wonderful to wear. Great yarn for a cow. I can't recommend how great this yarn is for a cow because it so feels so luxurious. It's just a simple pattern, but it just feels so good. And I've gotten so many comments on it. Even knitters who know linen stitch and have done linen stitch look at that particular pattern and they're amazed because linen stitch looks so different from stockinette or Mm -hmm. ribbing. And it really does look like a woven fabric. That's what I think, too. It looks woven. It's really cool that you can produce that effect with your knitting needles. Yeah, it's very cool. So again, that's the Jessica Jones Cowl by Smenay. And the second season of Jessica Jones has been released on oh. Netflix. <laughs> I've just started watching it. No spoilers. Don't tell me anything. <laughs> For those of you who have binge watched it. Right. And then the second thing that I've got on the needles is just a simple swatch. I'm swatching for the Flaum cardigan, which is patterned by Justina Lorkowska. That one has been another one that's been in and out of my queue for years. I'm swatching the Fisherman's Rib, I believe it is called, and making some interesting discoveries about that. (laughs) Trying to figure out how to make it as easy as possible, basically. So I'll talk about that another, another time when I really get into that pattern. But how about you, Gail? What are you knitting? I'm knitting quite a few things. Right now on my needles right in front of me, I have a new project from our friend Anne, who is AG so-and-so on Ravelry, and Ginger. It is her viewpoint scarf slash shawl, which she released Stitches 2017, and I stocked it back then, and I have been waiting for the perfect yarn combination before casting it on. Her sample is half ivory and half black and it's a shawl where you knit the two or scarf the two sides separately and then you three needle bind them off down the center so it's a very stark contrast Mm -hmm. of two colors half and half yeah bam bam half and half and she did it in ivory and black so it's very stark and i have had it in my head that one of the sides was going to be blue and I have a skein of Tosh Merino Light in the deep colorway, which is the stunning blue. And I really wanted to use that for this project, but I was worried that anything I knit it with, that deep was going to bleed all over it because mm-hmm. Madeline Tosh yarns that are those deep jewel tones have a tendency to bleed. So I've been really hesitant and clearly didn't want to try it or cast it on because of the fear of bleeding. So at Stitches, we were in the Neighborhood Fiber Company booth, and they have a special speckled colorway called Swoon, and it's so appropriate <laughs> because it's just so pretty. It's a green, teal, turquoise with specks of dark blue and a kind of neon greenish yellow color, and it's just really, really pretty. And I was walking around their booth holding it, trying to find a reason to buy it. 
because I needed to have a project in mind for some reason before I bought it. And I was holding it up to all the other skeins of colored, you know, uh, solid tonal colors. And there was the colorway Palisades, which is a beautiful navy slash royal blue Mm -hmm. tonal color. And it happens to have the swoon colorway has specks of the same exact color of blue. So I held them up together and I looked at my mom who's standing next to me and I said, oh my gosh, this is a viewpoint. So I instantly in that booth saw that this was going to be my viewpoint scarf. So I hand wound the balls. I have them in my Elizabeth Doherty B-bin, which is great because it stands up so you can knit straight out of the bag and it doesn't fold over on your yarn and tangle everything up. And I've cast on the side that uses the swoon. So it is a very, very high number of stitches that you cast on. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then you work in short rows to make a triangle trapezoid. I don't know what the shape is, but you keep doing short rows until you get to a certain point and then you break the yarn and then you cast on the second side, knit that, and then you three needle bind off the two pieces together. So I'm in the fledgling states of the project, but I already love it. The yarn makes me so happy because of all the pops of color and you come up with it. Oh, look at the pretty little yellowy green pop. And oh, look at that, that beautiful blue. And it's just a very happy yarn to knit and it's garter stitch. So it's super easy, which is what my mind needs lately. (laughs) So that is the viewpoint scarf slash shawl. So can I ask, based on the hundreds of stitches that I know you have to cast on, what mm-hmm. cast on method did you use? I did a long tail cast on. Oh, you did? Yeah, wow. it just so happened that the way, I don't know how I did this, but when I cut the pieces of yarn that had bound the skein together, mm-hmm. um, you know, I unwound the hank, put it over a chair to hand wind it. And when I cut those little pieces apart, I somehow cut the yarn in one place. So I had this super small skein of yarn oh. and most of the ball of yarn. So it was oh, okay. easy to so do the long tail pieces, cast on. Yeah. yeah. So with the blue, it'll be harder, but I like the way it looks. So the long tail cast on just looks good mm-hmm. with the garter stitch. So I'm super happy with that. But you can use two ends to do a long tail cast on when you have to cast on that many stitches like use instead of folding the yarn in half and trying to guesstimate yeah just cast on with two the two ends but for me when i hand wind yarn i have not figured out how to do it to have a center pull ball (laughs) so my other end of yarn is way down in the teeny tiny center of my ball so I do have to figure out when I cast on the blue. (laughs) (laughs) We can rewind. That's true. I could do that at the Swiss Edge. That's true. So again, that's Viewpoint by Ann Ginger. Super excited about this project. I've also been working on my soft yarn memory blanket. And I'm using the pattern by Georgie Hallam, which is a free pattern on Ravelry. And I finished one whole row on that blanket last week. And this week I'm working on the second row of my current fascination with this project, Mm -hmm. which is row 12. And I think altogether I'll have 18 rows. So I'm about two thirds finished, but this row is super fun because it's all my leftovers of fingering plied yarn over the last year. So, Oh, that's from confetti and Oh, that's from pavement and Oh, that's from this and Oh, that's from that. So this row has been that much more fun to knit because I'm, you know, each of those yarns is a recent finished object And it was my goal 
to have all of those partial skeins, have used them in my blanket so that I can wind off to make mini skeins for the knockers retreat to bring for the mini skein swap. So I realized I have to get on finishing that row to make the mini skeins because right. the retreat's about <laughs> a month away. So yeah. I've been working diligently on my sock yarn blanket, which is super fun. And I also cast on a new sweater. I've been working on Shell Seeker by Heidi Kiermeyer, which was one of my self-indulgent knit-along target target knits. And it is a top-down pullover sweater that is striped, and it has a little kangaroo pocket. So it's basically a knit sweatshirt. <laughs> and it was Miriam who kind of was my inspiration. Zauli is her Ravelry name. She knit a really, really pretty one. And I've just always loved hers. There are so many pretty ones. It's a very popular yeah, pattern on Ravelry and very cozy looking. Mm -hmm. And I have three skeins of Woolmise DK that I'm using to color block it because there wasn't enough of them to do two colors. And I like the color block look anyway. So yeah. I cast on top down with the darker gray. And after I split for the sleeves, I'm going into the stripes with the lighter gray and the wasabi green. And I will do the body and the sleeve striped and then do the ribbing in the darker gray again for Ooh, the cuffs nice. and the bottom of the sweater. So yeah, I'm super I excited about that. I have similar three skeins. I know you do. So I'm going to be watching your experiment closely. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> excited with how it's turning out. It has these really fun decreases down the front that kind of, they start probably about breast height mm -hmm. and then they come down at an angle towards your belly button hmm. towards where the kangaroo pocket's going to start and it's just so pretty it's simple it's fun to knit it's in the round so you don't have to think very much about mm -hmm. it every fourth round you do this decrease technique to get that effect but then you increase no, you're increasing to get that line, but you're decreasing at the sides okay. so that you're not increasing the stitch count. Right. But I am going to modify it to make it a little more A-line because my mm -hmm. body is A-line. My mm -hmm. body is not straight up and down like the pattern is. So I need a little more room in my hips. But that's Shell Seeker by Heidi Kiermeyer. And I'm really enjoying both the simplicity of the pattern and the yarn. The base is really, really nice to knit with. So I'm really enjoying that as well. Nice. So. Yeah, three super happy knits on the needles. And what have you finished since our last discussion of finished objects? Since it's been a couple of episodes since we've talked about finishing, I have a few pieces to tell you about. The first one is my inner piece shawl. It's the second inner piece shawl by Hohi Locatelli that I've made. And this shawl is best known for the interesting fringy baubles or bobbly fringe <laughs> that hang off for the, baubles <laughs> yeah that hang off the side of the shawl you make these little baubles and then you cast on to make them a little bit elongated and they're along the bottom edge the whole bottom edge of the shawl they're really cool even knitters who know how to make them can't resist reaching out to touch Fondle them and them. say, those Fondle are your so bubbles. cool. Yeah, those are so, everybody seems to like them. And I used a 600-yard skein of Aspen Silk from Western Sky Knits, a big jumbo skein. The pattern is supposed to use, I believe, 540, it says 560 yards. So I don't, something happened along the way. I, I don't feel like my shawl was 
not to gauge. I'm not sure what happened, but I had I ended up having to cut out a couple of sections to make it work with my 600 yard skein. And the first version of the shawl, I didn't have that problem. I don't know what I did different. I did something different. I think I the first one that I did, maybe I cut out different sections. But oh. needless to say, I made it work because what you do is you knit to a certain point and you measure your yarn and you're supposed to be 50% there. So you have to weigh your yarn before you start and then you weigh your yarn as you go. And when you reach 50%, you need to be on the downside of the shawl. So it's not that difficult to figure out. I made it work. I was able to cut out two entire sections and it worked fine. And my shawl is beautiful. It's in a color called eggplant, which has the rich purples and then the slight yellowish green color of the inside of an eggplant as well. So I just love the color. It's very unusual. And I was drawn to it immediately as soon as I saw it. And I love the way that it came out in that shawl. I have wanted to make a second one of those since I made the first one, I think, three or four years ago. So I'm very happy with the way that turned out. Second thing that I have completed is my first baby blanket. I had talked about wanting to make a baby blanket. And this one, I think, is for the grandmother of the baby. It is called On the Porch Blanket by 5410 Studio. And this is the blanket that I used the reclaimed Madeline Tosh DK from Gail's never, well, rarely worn sweater from years and years ago. And Gail knows the grandmother too. So I just felt like it was really fitting to use this yarn for a blanket. And knitting with this yarn, I have to say, was just lovely. Yeah, I, I have a big really, smile on my face. really liked knitting with the Tosh TK. I've used it before, but I had forgotten how nice it was to knit. And I don't often use DK weight yarn. Blanket came together so fast. Yeah, <laughs> your weight yarns. That was really nice. And it was an easy project. Gail had mentioned earlier that I had this one with me at Stitches because a baby blanket is not too big. And it came together really quickly, really, really fast. I also made a second baby blanket that I knit out of three colors of Plymouth Encore. Now, the Plymouth Encore is a blend, so this one is completely machine washable. And the pattern I used was the Chevron Baby Blanket, which is a pattern by Espace Trico, and it's a free pattern that's available on Ravelry. It's also one of the most popular baby blanket patterns on Ravelry. And I used three colors and just color blocked the blanket in the three colors. Happy with the way that one came out. Definite difference between using the Plymouth Encore and the Madeline Tosh <laughs> DK, though. You can really tell the difference. Oh, we are. Yeah. I mean, it's so nice to be able to give something to the baby mom, though, that you know is virtually indestructible. Yeah. So yeah. I like that feeling. But when it comes to the knitting, so much nicer knitting with the Tosh DK. That was like the faux hair yarn I knit. Oh, yeah. just, oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. yeah, but 
two blankets down. I also knit from the gray leftovers of the chevron blanket, I knit a baby hat. It's a hat that I've knit before. It's called Itty Bitty Bear Cubs, which just like it sounds, it's a little baby bear hat. It's a basic, basic knit hat in the round. So the bottom curls up and then it's got two little baby bear ears. Very simple. And and, adorable. Yeah. (laughs) And so I knit it in gray. I'm going to put a little pink ribbon on one of the ears (laughs) since it's going to a girl. And let's see, the Itty Bitty Bear Cubs hat is a pattern that is a free Ravelry download. It is designed by Carolyn Ingram. And I just want to mention that out of all the bear type baby hats or Baby hats with ears. I really like the way that the ears are done on this one because you don't knit them separately and sew them on. The ears are integrated. Well, you do have to pick up stitches, but the ears are part of the hat and you don't have to go back and sew them on after. So that is a feature that I really like about this pattern. That's why I recommend it. And then the last thing that I finished is my Free Your Fade shawl. Free Your Fade is a pattern by Andrea Mowry that is also very popular now. I used two full skeins of sock weight yarn. One of them was a hazel knits artisan sock and one of them was sanguine griffin eidos yarn which is not being produced anymore and it was a skein I had in stash so it was nice to use that and then it was the first time I used hazelnuts artisan sock or any hazelnuts yarn which has been recommended to me by many people Mm -hmm. over the years so that was really nice to use that and I liked it I liked it a lot I loved the color it's a gray blue and it went really well with the sanguine griffin my third color was a solid, well, tonal purple that was just a partial that I had in stash. So I merged the three into the shawl. Very happy with the way that came out. I've actually, I've, I've got the ends all sewn in on that. It just needs to be washed and doesn't really even necessarily need to be blocked or stretched at all. I'm just going to wash it to clean it and lay it flat to dry. Should I did with mine too. Because that one is it's pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't need to stretch it out any. So that is one, two, three, four, five things. Yeah, you've been on I've a roll. Finished. <laughs> so how about you? What have you finished, Gail? Well, I did finish my Clio sweater by Elizabeth Doherty, which I believe we talked about in our Stitches recap because I talked about wearing it. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I finished that before Stitches, and I've worn it several times. I love that sweater a lot. I think I'll be knitting that again. And we had a thread in the Ravelry group. Oh, I apologize for not being present in the Ravelry group much. But we had someone suggest that we do a re-knit along to knit patterns we've knit before that we love so much that we want to knit them again. And Cleo was one of the tops of my list. Oh, that's a cool idea. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So I don't know if that will get off the ground with enough interest or not, but if you're interested, check out that thread. It would just be an informal thing, you know, Mm -hmm. just camaraderie. But I really do want to knit another Cleo because I really like the style. I like how it fits. I like everything about it, actually. But I might knit mine in a sport weight like you did. So it's not quite as heavy. 
is what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. So I finished my Cleo and I did, well, I haven't all the way finished my Jessica Jones cowl, but it's almost done. Almost. I, there's a sewn on, is it an Elizabeth Zimmerman sewn on bind off that you use yeah, at the end? I and I just haven't organized myself to do that yet, but that's all that needs to be done. And I used a gradient from the dyer fresh from the cauldron. And I don't remember the colorway name. I didn't write it down, but it goes from purple through to pink. And it's so pretty. It in was the looking stitch. really cool. Oh my I goodness. I saw it as it transitioned into the second color was the last time I saw it. So I can only imagine it's even more beautiful oh, as it transitioned so into the third color. Pretty. Oh my goodness. And it's, it's one of those, like Charlene said, that even knitters, you know, most knitters, let's say, oh, pretty cow, what pattern is it? But the Jessica Jones one, especially in certain yarns, people just, wow, what is yeah. that? And I brought it to the Swift Stitch on a Friday knit along day. And I was just sitting there happily knitting and everybody wanted to know what it was and what the yarn was and how did I do it. And that pattern is sweeping through our local yarn store right now, too. And someone had just cast it on in a pretty solid color. It was slightly tonal, but not dramatically so. And she said, oh, forget it. I'm going to pull this out because I have a gradient at home that I'm going to use. Oh. Now that I've seen yours, I really want to do it in yeah. a gradient. Yeah. So Very it just cool. it's a striking pattern or stitch to use with the gradient. because well, And my gradient also had speckles in it. It was a speckled gradient. And it really makes the speckles pop, that textured linen stitch does. So highly so, recommend it. I have a confession to make about that pattern. I looked at the pattern briefly to see the number of cast-on stitches. Never looked at it again. I had no idea that you were supposed to do a sewn bind-off. <laughs> what kind of bind-off did you do? Just a regular one? Yeah. I think oh, so. I'm so going to do that. <laughs> I think so. I had no idea because I never looked back at the pattern again. Oh, I looked at okay. it for the number of cast on stitches and boom, I, I just, just went, went with it and never looked at it again. Oh, that makes me so happy because not that I'm averse to doing a more complicated bind off, but my brain just isn't in it right now. So it's literally been sitting on my side table for a week <laughs> waiting, waiting, waiting for me to finish it, which is ridiculous. But the, the directions basically say... Knit until you have a length of yarn that's three times the circumference of the cowl. And then it doesn't even matter if you're at the end of your row or not because of the way it's knit. Yeah. And then do this bind off. And she gives the instructions on how to do it. And you have, to, huh. you have to you yeah. have <clears> to <throat> thread the yarn onto your needle, blah, blah, blah. And I don't want to measure and see if I have three times the circumference. And I don't, so I'm leaving extra yarn and that's going to be difficult to manage on a needle. And I'm like, hey, I just don't want to do this. So there it sits. So I'm going to go home today and bind that off the regular way. I mean, I think I took care just to make sure that it wasn't too tight. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But you don't want it so, so loose either. Yeah. So that it's such a different gauge tightness or, yeah, than the, the bottom. Yeah. Okay. So. so that's what I'm going to do. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time you hear this podcast, my Jessica Jones cow will be finished. <laughs> I will finish it while I'm editing this podcast episode. Yay. So yay. So I do want to do a really quick knit along check-in. So today is March 14th 
and the knit along ends on March 20th, which is right around the corner. So our next episode, we will be telling you who won the prizes and such. But as things stand right now, we have 326 projects in the FO thread from 159 people. So a lot of you have knit lots of projects. And once again, I apologize for not being present on that knit along thread the way I normally am, but life has intervened and made that impossible lately. And those of you who are familiar with our knit alongs know that I'm usually there every day. And if you're new to our knit alongs, I'm sorry you didn't get that experience because I'm usually there cheering people on and ooing Mm -hmm. and eyeing over every little thing but unable to do that this time. But I do want to go over the prizes because we have amazing sponsors who contacted me and donated some amazing prizes. So we have yarn from Jen Sheelan, and we have two skeins of Warm Fuzzies Embrace Base. And the first one is in Memories of Christmas Morning, which is a beautiful natural with speckles of pink and green or reddish pink and green. And then her second skein is in the Sweet Dreams colorway, which is a beautiful dark gray, blue leaning gray. We have the Contrast Cow Pattern from Josh, Josh Mole. We have the Wine and Wool Book from John Martin, who is the husband of our long-term Ravelry Group member, Melissa Martin. We have a Pattern of the Winner's Choice from Hannah, who is Ketsy Girl 33. We have a Ravelry pattern download up to $8 from our awesome friend Terry, who is Holity on Ravelry. We have a pattern winner's choice for three different winners from Vanessa Polo, another awesome supporter of Knit Alongs for a long time. One of our listeners, Life at the Ridge, oh, she switched it to Knit at the Ridge recently. Allison, she just designed her first pattern, which is a Brio shawl, and she's giving away one of those. We have a pattern winner's choice for two different winners from Sierra, who's Aspen Snapdragon. We have a handmade project bag for two different winners from our awesome Robbie, who is our moderator. I forgot the word moderator there for a second. (laughs) From another longtime listener, Lori, who is Boston Mama 3. She just opened her own Etsy shop, which is called 3AM Stitching. And she has beautiful hand-embroidered little notions bags. And she has beautiful patchwork with little lace trim project bags and things. Check her out. She is donating a notions pouch and a project bag. And... That was in the list of the prizes. That's where Ravelry stopped working for me. I spent over an hour trying to get it to link to pictures and all these other things, and I finally had to give up. I'm trying to troubleshoot it with the help team at Ravelry. But she did post a blog where you can go and see what those look like because they're beautiful. We have two enamel pins from Candy Skein Yarn. They started doing these really cool enamel pins. One of them is Yarn Barf, and the other is Yarn Butler. We have a skein of yarn ink yarn donated by Trisha, who's tie-dye diva. We have two skeins, and wait until you see the picture of these, of BFL sock yarn from Lib, who is mad about use, E-W-E-S at the end. Beautiful colorways. She dyed them. One is a pink-purple tonal, and one is like a, a white with pink and purple speckles. To, she dyed them to go together in a project. So these go to the same person. The same person gets both skeins. Just beautiful. And then 
Anna Freiberg, who is Yarnesty, she donated patterns, one each of five of her different patterns. Sancta Lucia socks, Padula Colune, Town Wall socks, the Bjorko shawl, which I knit further along, and the Butterfly Friendship shawl. So we have a lot of really, really great prizes. Thank you, everybody who donated it. There are links to everybody's shops in the Ravelry thread. There just aren't the pictures that I wanted to link there because Ravelry broke for me. <laughs> I think it was probably user error, but I tried everything I knew how to do. So thank you, everybody who donated. Super excited. And I will get caught up in that thread before the Knit Along ends, I promise. And that is our super cool update. So keep knitting. Get your FOs in there by the 20th. And next episode, we will have prizes to announce. Yay! I would like to thank Katie of Yarn Love and Yarn Love for sponsoring this episode. Yarn Love is delightfully hand-dyed yarn made especially for those of you who love color and enjoy luxurious skeins. Each skein is happily dyed by Katie in her Midwest yarn studio and is just waiting to become your next favorite project. Cast on with Yarn Love to see just how amazing hand-dyed yarn can be. Gail and I were lucky enough to see Katie's beautiful, beautiful yarns at the Yarn Over Truck at Stitches last month. And gorgeous 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 gail had actually used some of katie's yarns last year when she bought a skein of unicorn poop unicorn poop that's it i knew (laughs) it it had an unusual name every time time. (laughs) so it's yarn love unicorn poop is the color and I think you used a DK bag. Yeah, or a and in a hat that Josie stole. Yeah. <laughs> Josie stole it. And so when we were there this year, I kept seeing that color on all the different bases too. Mm-hmm. I would reach for it. Oh, unicorn poop. Oh, unicorn that's what poop. I did the year I bought it. That's exactly what I did. Yeah, there was a purple and blue speckled color that I really liked that I saw on her new linen base this year that I had my eye on and I didn't purchase it but I think that that may be one of my post stitches purchases (laughs) (laughs) the ones that you leave stitches and you can't stop thinking about yeah exactly exactly I was trying to be good and I was on a bit of a tighter budget this year but if I wait a couple of months, I think that you can I justify may. that. Well, especially, I can justify it, yeah. it's such a nice base. It's called Princess Buttercup, and it's <laughs> linen, and I don't remember what else is in the blend, but it was so soft, knit up, and in the skein too. It wasn't that cranky. It was really, don't knit yeah. Me feel it was linen. really light, and it felt good. And I'm always interested in trying new bases. Yeah, that one looked good. So thank you very much, Yarn Love, yeah, for sponsoring you, this month. All right, so we wanted to do a little bit of reintroduction, don't we? Yes, we do. So this reintroduction is inspired by one of our favorite knitting podcasts, which is the Double Knit Podcast, hosted by Aaron and Jessica. They recently did this in their podcast anniversary episode or something, and Charlene said, you know, that's a really, really good idea. We should do that. It's a really good idea because we've been podcasting for six years, and although you get little snippets of who we are as we podcast, I don't think we've ever really reintroduced ourselves. And I know over the years, we've had a lot of <laughs> new listeners. Really to introduce herself too, apparently. <laughs> yes. 
That's my bird. She's so cute. <laughs> so, one of the most basic things. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Hi, Bonnie. What a it sweet just girl you makes are. me laugh. What a sweet girl. Yes, you are. You're precious. Yes, you are. Okay, see, yes, now that we're talking to her and looking at her, she can start ringing the bell. So thanks to Jessica and Erin for giving us this cool idea. So knitting, let's talk about knitting first. I've been knitting about 15 years, I think now, and I've been doing fiber crafts since I was a kid. I've crocheted, I've done needlepoint, embroidery, Cruel. I've done punch wow. needle. Did you ever do, do latch hook rugs? I didn't do the rugs, but I did do a really small gauge punch needle embroidery, which was a Russian style punch needle embroidery. And at really tiny little loops. It's done with embroidery thread. So very different, but it's the same kind of thing. You end up with loops. Okay. How about you? How long have you been knitting? Because <laughs> Naughty is so... She really wants us to pay attention to her yes, right now. she does. I've been knitting almost as long as Charlene, and I haven't been doing crafts since I was that young. I started in high school with cross-stitch, and mm. I cross-stitched regularly, like daily, from the time I was high school until probably, I don't know, for many, many years, and then moved into crochet for a little while, and then into knitting. So... Knitting has been my craft of choice almost exclusively for the last probably 14 years or so. And I really do want to pick back up cross-stitch, but every time I do, I think to myself, knitting is so much faster than (laughs) cross-stitch, and this is going to take me forever if I keep working on this. So I have a cute little, two cute little cross-stitch patterns that I keep thinking that I'm going to do, but then knitting wins, so... The thing that has stopped me from getting back into cross stitch is what do you do with it? How yeah. many how many wall Cute hangings little, do yeah. you need? <laughs> There's that too. So that's what eventually made me stop, I think. I just needed to find something that was I don't want to say more practical, but, but more practical. A little more practical. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. One of the other things I think I have mentioned in comments kind of through the podcast, I've kind of mentioned what I've done previously before I worked in a yarn store. (laughs) (laughs) I've worked as a photographer. I've worked as a proofreader and editor. I've worked as a project manager. Currently teach knitting, work in a local yarn store. I do a little bit of writing, a little bit of proofreading still, and a little bit of social media work. So not that interesting, but how about you? I work in a marketing and training job. So I do a little bit of both. Most of my background is in training. So I design and deliver training, which is incredibly boring, but it's a good job. I love my job and I love the people I work with, which is very fortunate. I know most a lot of people can't say that, so I consider myself to be very lucky. And I did have a very brief stint as a personal trainer. That was just delightful. So I really enjoyed that a lot. And I wish I could go back to doing that, but that doesn't pay the bills. So no. unfortunately it can't be, it can't be my full-time job, but I do really enjoy my job, even though it's, it's a boring desk job. It's also 
a great job. Yeah. So very lucky yeah. to have it. Yeah. Family, I have, I'm married, I have two teenage boys. <laughs> she says with a sigh. <laughs> Teenagers. <laughs> and I also am married and I have two teenage children, a daughter and a son. Josie is my older and Max is my younger. And you hear me mention them on the podcast quite frequently. They are all very knit worthy and they all wear their hand knits, which is quite fascinating. Although Max doesn't wear those socks I knit for him very often. I'm going to have to ask him about those because if he's not going to mm. wear them, I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His feet are slightly bigger, but I can wear them around the house. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, one of the great joys of my life currently is this podcast and recording and especially the Ravelry group. I have spent hours and hours reading messages and even if I don't reply I do get a lot of happiness and a lot of support out of the Ravelry group and Gail had mentioned that she hadn't been around much recently and I haven't been around much in the Ravelry group either since the beginning of the year and I think I just want to explain a little bit about what's going on because I know that I have mentioned briefly that I've had to spend time with a family member in the hospital and what's going on that has taken up so much of my time and taken me away from the Ravelry group is that my mom is very sick right now. She was diagnosed with cancer, a very aggressive cancer, after, right after Christmas, right between Christmas and New Year. and. Obviously, my time has been taken up with that. I haven't been as present in the Ravelry group as I previously had been. And I'm sure you guys understand why, but I do still try to read everything, even though I don't always have the time to respond. And your continued discussion and continued participation and just the fact that you guys are all out there still listening and still interested in knitting away brings me so much happiness and so much comfort. You have no idea how much the knitting has meant to me and how much the yarn has meant to me and how much just all of the support that I've gotten from the friends that I have told before this have given to me. That's, it's all meant a lot. So that's, that's my, that's my introduction, I guess. <laughs> Charlene and I definitely share the fact that everything related to this podcast is just the bright spot in life so many times during the day and everything about it, all of you who we've met, all of you who we communicate with on Ravelry, all of you who post in the group, even those of you who lurk and occasionally make a, a statement here or there, it really does mean a lot. And we really appreciate every single one of you. And even if we're not there right now, that doesn't mean we're not reading. So it yeah. brings us a lot of joy. And thank you so much. Thank you so very much. And hopefully Absolutely. that was a helpful reintroduction. We didn't really talk that much about ourselves. We didn't talk that so much, kind of but a, we're... An interview type. I know, I know. <laughs> I don't want to go on, but I think what we'll do is we'll try to do that a little more often than once every six years. <laughs> that, yeah, more often than once every six. But also, we do, we do have the what do you want to hear about thread 
yes. in the Ravelry group. Yes. So if there's ever anything specific you want to know about us or knitting or whatever, just pop it in there and we'll either answer it right there in the thread or bring it up on the podcast. Yeah. So, because we're, you know, besides knitting, we're kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> but knitting is not boring, Gail. <laughs> Anyway, it's that that <laughs> phrase you hear all the time. It's Saturday night. I want to go out and party. And by party, I mean sit at home and knit. <laughs> <laughs> Either put on a good audiobook or a good yep. binge watching show or something and just sit and knit. Yep. That's the good thing about rainy weather, too, and all the storms yeah. that are happening right now is yeah. it's like enforced knitting time. And oh, the other thing I wanted to mention is in the Ravelry group, I also started a reading oriented thread and talked about the Goodreads application. It's not an application website, whatever it is, where you can kind of track what you're reading and stuff. And a lot of people have popped in on that group and it's super interesting. So if you're a reader, pop in there and hear what other people are reading. It's super fun. And that's also something that the Double Knit podcast, they talk about what they're reading a lot, as do the two Knitlet chicks. And I get a lot of reading ideas from them. So I've been enjoying my reading almost as much as my knitting lately. So check and, that out if you're interested. Uh, and I want to mention that Gail and I will be at the Knockers Retreat next month, April 12th through 15th. It's a retreat that we organize along with Barb and Tracy of the two Knit Lit Chicks. And if you are attending Knockers, please take a look at the Knocker group on Ravelry for information about the upcoming event and also ordering the 2018 Knocker colorway yarn, which is being dyed by Lisa Souza. So if you have any interest in that, check that out. And oh, Craftsy. Oh, yes. I did want to mention when we were at Stitches, Craftsy was there and they have a whole new platform well not platform they have a whole new way that you can enroll so craftsy classes you typically buy by the class and then you have it available forever well now they're starting to do a year-long membership where if you purchase your year-long membership you have access to anything in the craftsy library for that full year oh so, i thought it was month to month no you have to purchase a year at a time? maybe it's both oh, okay. maybe it's both but that's an option now. So for those of you who are interested in that, check it out on the Craftsy website. And because we're affiliates with Craftsy, if you can click through the link on our page, that's great for us because it puts a little bit of money into the Yarniac Fund for prize mailing and things like that. At no extra cost to you yeah, who no are subscribing. To you. Yeah. And same with our Amazon link. So on our Yarniac's homepage on the right-hand side, there are links to Craftsy Amazon, I think those are the two we're affiliates mm -hmm. with. So it's no cost to you, but if you go through our link, we get a little tiny kickback. Right. So. And that's at our website, yarniax.com. Yeah. So I wanted to mention that as well. So, Thank you, Gail. Yeah. Pretty cool um, way to do it if you watch a lot of crafty classes. Yeah. That's a really economical yeah. way to do it because the individual classes can be kind of expensive. Yeah. But then you actually have to watch them. I'm not so good <laughs> at that part. <laughs> All okay. right. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Get those self-indulgent knit-along projects done by the 20th, and we'll be back with prizes next episode and lots more knitting fun. Happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye. Bye, Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. 
We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.